Hello, Kellyanne. Hi, Marianne. How are you doing today? I'm good. Did you have a good sleep? I did. Thanks for having me for a sleepover. You're welcome. Daisy's still sleeping by the looks of it. <laughs> Not still sleeping. No, doggies. but she's like deciding to go no, back to sleep. sleep. We woke up at quarter past six and went out into the crisp morning and then I dozed again after that until about nine-ish. I never woke up till what? Back at night? Mm. Oh. Unexpected pain. <laughs> pain. No, that was a rib we pain. Late night vanilla cheesecake. <laughs> yeah. But I'm drinking my celery juice now to combat that. Or, 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 or to work with that. Um, today we're going to speak about unschooling sp- specifically, even though we've covered it a couple of times because it's a lot about what Kellyanne's been doing recently, making decisions towards unschooling. So we're going obviously, to... Marianne's done it for a long time <laughs> because yeah. her children have been unschooled since nursery. So maybe Marianne could explain to us she came to that decision after putting her kids into nursery to then not keep them in formal education. Mm. Well, if you were to read the papers or YouTube when we did a bit of media stuff, they said that Marianne took her kids out of nursery when she found out about unschooling, which wasn't true because media tend to twist things in a way that it suits themselves doesn't, don't they? Definitely. Sensationalise it. Yeah, of course. So they can sell the papers. Gotta get a gimmick. <laughs> yeah. um, so really, I started questioning um, things when my kids were at nursery with their nursery teacher. And when I say things, I mean started questioning our routine. We questioned like going back and forward to a nursery 20 times a week. And how it was affecting our lives and um and when I say affecting our lives, I mean sort of like that whole sort of routine of come on, hurry up, eat your lunch, I need to go pick your brother up and you know, come on, we need to like it was like life the sort of like the parenting before nursery was like relaxed and peaceful and Did you not try and get them into the same nursery slot session? Uh, no, because it didn't work like that because of their age difference. It had to be one in the morning, one in the evening. That was like the rules. Oh, really? It was like... Because my boys went to the same session. Right. No, but, well, if I'd went private, possibly, but the council nursery was, was like, no, it's nursery. not allowed to happen because they wanted them to... Like, the age thing, they went in the afternoon if they were on their second year of nursery and they went in the morning on their first year of nursery. So, like, it would swap around because yeah. of their age, 16 month age difference and that sort of was thing. like not a choice to parents no because in Ayrshire when my kids were at nursery you had the choice no, I mean they didn't. would give you a choice if you wanted morning or afternoon slot but if you put I don't mind either it would usually they would usually do the first like the anti-pre's mm-hmm. would go in for the afternoons and then preschoolers would go in in the mornings because they would have to get used to getting up and being there for nine for school mm-hmm. So that's the way they would work that out. But if you had two kids, like, within a year or two, and they were starting together, you would have the option of having them in separate sessions. But I chose to have them Last year, I'd been there a year before. 
Bryden started. And then she yeah. was moving up Jordan to the next class. Yeah. And Bryden had to start the morning class, for example. Doing the same things. No, they would no, have no. like a key worker and obviously they would deal with the four year olds and three year olds in separate exercises as well. Right. But they would all be together. No, they had two separate classes in the nursery they went to. Um, and it was like the starfish room and the dolphin room. Right. And then they would have like a morning session and then an afternoon session. That was it. You didn't get to choose. You just had to do right. the way that they had it. So it was like 20 times a week but then back and forward. that was 10 years ago? Um, 11, 12 years ago. It would have been 10 years ago... 11 years ago that Ashley came out of nursery. Um, and she would have been due to go to school. Um, Whereas my boys were at nursery like five years ago. So there probably was differences in... Definitely. And there I guess was, there's so even differences in areas as well. Like I've noticed that, like the way that they run... differences now. I know nurseries run differently. <clears throat> and you can choose to have your kids, even in the council run nurseries, for two full days. Right. Rather than the couple of hours spread over five days. Like, you can use it as a free childcare option now. Right. Well, I just remember that they were there Monday to Friday. Um, and as I say, it was like 20 times a week. Drop one off, pick one up sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and I remember just saying to the teacher, like, it's a shame they have to be here. Like, that's how sort of naive I was. I was like, yeah. it's a shame they have to be here um, because this is starting to spoil our days. Like, yeah. because we'd get up before nursery came along, we'd be out on adventures every day, doing things. We'd just yeah, go out to the say, park. Oh, or let's go to the zoo today or let's yeah. go to the beach for the day because you'd have to be back. Become like a sort of like some kind of power struggle to ask my kids to leave me kind of thing when they were quite happy to hang because I was like... Yeah. There was days... Did you have that at drop-offs? Did your kids cry and want to be with you? No, because I'd never, I would never have left them if they did. And when they did, I would stay in the nursery. Like, there was days where I would help out in the nursery doing face painting and, like, hang out with them. And, like, I was in the nursery more than I was at home. But right. it wasn't that I had an issue with attachment and the kids were quite confident and quite happy to be on their own. But I think there was one time where the teacher was like, oh, just leave her crying kind of thing. And I was just like, no, that's not oh, happening. All my kids cried and I left them crying. Yeah. And then was told that the fine ones have gone. Which kids would be, wouldn't they? After they've dealt with their emotions, they're going to be focused on the task in hand. It's like a natural sort of thing that kids would do. Yeah. But it doesn't necessarily mean to say that they're ready to be in that situation. Or, But my kids loved it, like, um, when they were there. But they also loved... Like, it just become a bit monotonous, I suppose. You know, the kids... Like, the teacher would say to me that, like, Ashley was getting frustrated and would hit other kids because they couldn't understand where she was at. You know, like, Ashley was, like, really... The, the teacher's words was, like, really aware of the world around her and was, like, really bright. And because other kids weren't at that level, she would, like, lash out and stuff because yeah. she just couldn't understand why these kids couldn't communicate to her. Because at that age, you don't. And no matter how much I say kids are different when they're four years old, it doesn't change their wee minds and the way that they work, you know? 
Um, yeah, they certainly evolve and grow at different ages. And yeah, exactly. So she couldn't understand, and sometimes she get really frustrated, and um, quite often she would just like sort of do things on her own. But all the kids also wanted her attention. Like when she walked into the nursery, they would all shout on her, all of them, like to the point that it made her feel uncomfortable because everybody wanted to be her friend, and she didn't know how to deal with so many people wanting her attention mm-hmm. when she was at the nursery. And she had the same when she had that eight day experience at school as well. Yeah. Is that everybody all at once wanted to be her friend. And maybe it was because she was a bit different in some ways and more articulate. Maybe the, like, the kids were drawn to it, maybe that she could share things with them that maybe they didn't know. Or yeah. um, I think in life we all do that, don't we? If somebody's interesting, you want to like hang out with them. You wanna, you wanna learn from them, you wanna like, feel their energy and yeah. be around them and um so yeah so I remember saying to the teacher um it's a shame they have to be here um and she looked at me and she was like they don't they don't have to be here and I was I sort of looked at her and I just remember thinking well actually there's these other kids here that are only here two or three days a week why is that and then we started like I like it really just like opened my mind and I remember like just talking to the teacher about it and she said to me that there was other people that didn't put their because like as she was due to go to school I says and I was like thinking it's a shame she's going to go off to school and like I'm going to be like twiddling my thumbs wondering what to do with my day but yeah, I'll have bride in obviously and yeah um and the teacher said to me again she was like there's other people out there that don't put their kids to school and um that's all she really said to me and I went home that day and I went on Yahoo Groups. Do you remember Yahoo Groups? Yeah. Yeah, I went on Yahoo Groups and I was like, hi, my name's Marianne, live in Scotland. It was like a Scottish group. I remember looking it up because I could only find like American things like to do yeah. with like people who don't put their kids there, yeah, homeschooling. And I, I, I do remember sort of doubting myself thinking, oh God, me homeschool, like how am I yeah. intelligent enough to do that? And like all these questions going so through my head. And With that in, in the forefront at this second in time, what was your schooling experience? Do you have higher qualifications or no. how did you do in your In high school I was too busy like getting stoned and like hanging out with people around the back. Like my mum was like going through lots of mental health problems when I was a teenager, so I was like like a little bit of a rebel, sort of like not really not really sure about like just floating around doing my own thing and as I say, like not caring about school or classes or just so you enjoying didn't things have like an art and drive to do better at school. No, to do better than just, your parents had. I just felt like everything around about me was really false. Like I felt like yeah. I didn't like I couldn't relate to the school system and the way that we were learning. I could see like I was learning in life when I was out and about and like being intuitive in my own moments and learning from humans and human emotion and all that kind of stuff. But I couldn't relate to sitting with a textbook in front of me with maths and like it's not that I couldn't do it. I wasn't stupid. Yeah. It's just that I wasn't interested. There was no interest there at all. There was no, there was no drive. Like, there was no like, well, this, what, could get this is pointless. Yeah. No, it was like, I don't want this. Like, I've got no drive to be a lawyer or a doctor. And or do you a... think it's wrong that some people do sit down and do maths at school and thrive in tests and Not the competitive all. nature of testing and going to university and all that? Do you think it's okay for people to go to uni and... I think it's a very unnatural system that we've created as human beings, but I understand why people do it. 
understand why yeah I don't think there's anything wrong with it I think that it needs to be there for some people because that's how some people's minds work and they feel like they need to I don't think it's how some people's minds work in the sense of being forced to do it because like yeah. there's a lot of people that are forced to be like, like super geniuses and see, like, like parents saying to their t- for every A you get I'll give you 50 quid for every no, I don't B agree you get with I'll that. give you 40 quid for every C you get I'll give you 30 quid I don't I've agree with that pe- like parents do yeah. that it's basically teaching people to incentives to work for someone I believe in like being more open minded than that and allowing my kids to be their own drive their own boss their own um Mr. Mops came in. (laughs) (laughs) And he's gone again. Um, Yeah, like, I've got... I don't have that sort of academic drive for my kids. Like, like, it's not that I would discourage them by any means, because if they want to do that, that's fine. I would facilitate that in every way possible. Like, I don't know, we showed an interest. You've told me in computing and science and how things work together. Like getting yeah. on TVs, I think we've mentioned it. When Bryden was two, he used to get in dice and bring them to the bed. And in a sense, maybe I'm I'm a really curious person myself, so I think in a sense, I probably helped spark curiosity in the kids. Yeah. Like I probably started counting the dots on the dice at one point, and then he was like, "Oh, that's pretty cool." And then every day, like in the mornings when he was really little, he'd bring them into the bed, and he'd have this little pile of dice, and he would sit counting all the dots, and we'd play like just random games. Me and so Alan. So six on that side and five on that yeah. side. Yeah. How many do we have all together? Yeah, we'd add them all so up. So that's and naturally how your but, children yeah. have learned sums. And but we wouldn't math. test them. It would be more of a fun game of let's yeah. see if we can work it out together. Yeah. You know what I mean? Let's like 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 a team, like a tribe, I suppose. Yeah. Hence the bridal sixty four tribe. So, do what is it you feel so strongly against testing and questioning people's knowledge on something? Well, because I think that what we're learning is our own individual personal experience. So I don't think that we should. I can see why testing's involved in schools because testing is like. Like, our school system is basically memorising facts to spew it out for a test so that you can get qualifications to jump through hoops to be able to do certain jobs. Anybody can do that, whether you're 35, whether you're 15, whether you're 5, probably, let's be honest. That that ability is there, but I don't think it's something that we should be sort of, like, forced to do at a young age. Um... Or (laughs) The phone keeps slipping off the cushion. It's quite funny. It's just... For us. (laughs) Obviously mentioning that will not make that funny to you. No, but the b- uh, see you later. Al. Thank you. Bye. Um. Yeah. So it's it's just a very unnatural way of learning. It's not learning. It's schooling. It's like being schooled to do things. Testing's good if it's something you your own internal drive that like you want to do something. You want to jump through a hoop. Do you know what I mean? It's like if I want to go and attend a yoga class, I have to in most cases wear the suitable clothing to be able to move in yoga I have to turn up at the right time to be able to do that like there's that internal drive that I need to do that because I want to be there yeah but in schooling from a young age most of it's done through no choice yeah you know there isn't a choice to and as for like prying people's minds like I think I, I feel really strongly that like throughout the years obviously with the kids not being at school you would get 
situations that would occur where some kids at parks would go, you don't go to school, what's one add one? Or what's five add five? And yeah. not only is it degrading, it's like, it's none of your business. I've had family members recently try and do that when they've said, oh, and what's this, you've taken the wings out of school and whatever, oh, and then go into the phone to try and find the maths questions that they couldn't even answer or know because yeah. they're looking it up. That's not natural that, learning. That's like, not cool, and it's complete and utter disrespect between is, two yeah. people. Definitely. I just don't think it's anyone's business what you're learning. You share what you learn. Like, yeah. I'm sharing with you. If we just you, have conversations with each other, yeah. we can tell if the other is intelligent just by having a normal conversation. Yeah. I don't need to know if you know the theory of relativity. Yeah. I don't need to know if you can understand pi. Yeah, and kids nowadays. You're intelligent enough to be a normal, kind, law abiding human. (laughs) I often got people asking me, um, how will you teach them algebra? I was like, all all the way along the line, like from when I took them out of nursery, um, if I go back to there for a minute, I took them out of nursery and they're connected with somebody on Yahoo groups who said, yeah. I'm exactly like that person that you're talking about. I am questioning, like, my kids are not at school. And it so happened to be that she lived on a bus with two donkeys, the yeah. first person that I met, which, to me, living in the housing scheme in Scotland, coming across that this... That was so weird. This, <laughs> this woman who was willing to come and meet me and me finding out that she lived on the bus and had two donkeys and that her kids had never been to school and they were, like, sort of seven and eight, maybe. And I was just like, that just blew my mind. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, then that in that moment was a learning experience for me. Because everything you've ever known is kids have to go to school. Yeah. So it was like all these little barriers were like, like from the nursery teacher saying your kids don't have to go to school. In fact, she said to me, Marianne, not only do your kids not have to go to school, I think your kids would be better off not going to school. And then when I told her that I'd connected with this woman and like was choosing to like opt out of schooling, she started dancing around the classroom. Like, yeah. actually dancing around the classroom. She was like, I wish I'd done this when yeah. I was your age. She says, I can't turn back time. My kids are grown up. She was like... We now have she someone was so outside happy. cutting I know, grass. I know, it was so, so loud. That was nice of them to join us this morning. <laughs> yeah, um, so... So, yeah, that's kind of, like, backtracking. That's <laughs> where, it, where it started. Um... And it turns out that that nursery teacher did know like a huge community of people that homeschooled or educated out of school. Yeah. The, the word homeschooling is always a bit strange for me because it's like there's this assumption that we're learning in the home all the time, but we're yet we're learning the in the world. At home than what we would be doing at school. Yeah. And even the term unschooling, I think, I don't think there should be any schooling associated with education now. Like, well, the, the, the people are stuck on the word school for learning, aren't they? Well, I believe Well, so. the word unschooling comes from a guy called John Holt who writes books um, about unschooling, about how children learn and how children fail. Um, and he was the one that came out with the unschooling. Otherwise, it's like we need to, like, unschool our, our, our brains. It's not just about, like, schooling. It's like a whole life choice, like an autonomous way of living, self-governed, being able to make educated choices through self-regulation and not forcing kids to you know like when a kid wants a packet of cookies for example like like most people would be like yes you can have one 
but yet, I don't know about you, but how many times have you wanted more than one cookie? Oh, yeah. You or a whole packet of cookies. Cookie. <laughs> They're too amorish, aren't yeah. they? But I think that, like, a lot of the way, like, even around food and sleep and, like, everything is dictated by the parents in a family home. So for unschooling for us isn't just the fact that our kids haven't went to school. It's the fact that we haven't got a hierarchy in our home. Yeah. Like, we are all together, all on the same level. You know, when, when it's time for my kids to have a bath or, or as a parent when they were younger, it was like, darling, I'm going to run your bath, you're going to jump in the bath. They yeah. had the choice to say, well, actually, I don't want a bath. You know, uh, like, I'd say and them, then they would learn how that felt not to have a bath for a couple of days. And then they would maybe say, oh, mum, I think I need a bath now. Yeah, and we would talk about it and we would just talk about, like, everything really. And it's like, like, I, like when I was cooking food, it's like, I've got food here ready. They didn't have to eat it if they weren't hungry. But they knew that by a certain time of night, I wasn't going to go into the kitchen and cook them more food. Yeah. that they would have to help themselves or learn how to sort of like just different ways of like it's like this natural kind of ebb and flow like in the family whereas yeah it I wasn't was like it's up, five o'clock sit down at the yeah. table we all need to eat now and if you don't eat you're going to get punished or uh, yeah i think for most of us we were told to sit down and eat every morsel on our plate or we wouldn't get dessert or we would go to bed with nothing yeah um we weren't allowed to decide if we were hungry or if we were full because we had to finish everything on the plate. Yeah. Which in a certain, it like creates eating disorders really, doesn't it? Because yeah. you're, you're like you're forcing your stomach to eat food that it doesn't want to eat. When your tummy's full. You're not listening to your intuition, yeah. you're listening you're to somebody to. else telling you what you should eat and when you should eat it. And yeah. And I don't think all these parents that have done that are necessarily bad people. No. I think they just were misguided previously and they thought they were doing what was best for misguided, their Misguided and it came from a place of where we were living in a, a state of lack due yeah. to war and you didn't have enough food. So yeah, it was like you had to eat what was there and what yeah. you were given to you. So that same mindset more. is yeah. just like passed through the generations. Yeah. But we're living in abundance. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's That's like a, the word a, that actually yeah. just came into my head. Yeah. We are now in ab- abundance. We don't have to force our kids to eat everything that's sat down to them. Yeah. And, and even also- in a restaurant, we I've seen it many times, and even in my own family, um, if you're buying kids a meal, say you take them to Frankie and Benny's or McDonald's or whatever, you're like, I've just paid for that food. You will eat it all. Yeah. It's crazy, yeah. isn't it? It's like, your kid's not hungry. They're not... They're full. Yeah. I go into restaurants all the time and Bryden loves drinks and milkshakes and stuff like that. And he'll want to try new ones wherever we go. And if he takes one sip out of it and he doesn't like it, I would never, ever expect him to... Or because it cost me a fiver, yeah. I'd be like, you need to drink that. I paid good money for that. You yeah. better get but it to, oh, to me, To me, I paid money <laughs> for him to have that experience. For him yeah. to experience whether he likes it or not, like Ashy, yeah, just we last be year, consciously parenting, yeah. and making the choice. The kid wants to try it. Am I willing to pay five pound for a drink that he might take one sip off and say, "I don't like that, Mum. How am I going to feel that?" So you're consciously yeah. making that choice. It's okay if he's not going to like it. Yeah. I'm not going to freak out over that. Well, recently, I took Ashy to get some lobster. 
she seen it on YouTube and she was like, oh, that looks really cool. I'd really like to try lobster, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, right, well, next time we get the opportunity to see somewhere that sells lobster or whatever, or we can make it or um, buy some, we can do it. And she was like, yeah. And then we went past a restaurant like days later and they had like half a lobster for, it was like 15 pounds or something like that and we sat around the table and we had a coffee and she ate a lobster and she was like mm. and like you sort of give us like critique on it and described mm. what it tasted like and she was I like ah, it it's like chicken a wee bit <laughs> she said it was a bit rubbery and like yeah. she was like mm, nah it's not that impressive it's not and as good as i thought she... everything that was served her not like... really she just tasted a bit of everything <coughs> so um, how, how would you answer someone that's then saying but is that not wasteful is it wasteful of money is it wasteful of the drink that's not been drunk is it there's people in the world and but you're going to drink it and shit it out anyway is that not wasteful it's all but going into the planet like, nothing. but if somebody walks my path that has nothing I share it with them so you know, I walk past a homeless person, I'll share with them my energy, I'll ask them how they are, ask them if they're having a nice day, I'll give them money, I'll give them food. Um, you know, if I've got, I shared my celery juice with you, you know, it's like if yeah. I'm over in Africa and I come across kids that have nothing, I'd give them half of or share everything that I could with them. Yeah. So if I'm doing in my daily life all that I can, I'm not being waste like do you know what I mean? Like, but I'm not bringing up kids that are wasteful. They would make an educated decision about that drink before they even bought it, whether yeah. they would like it or not, because they've had the freedom from a young age to do that. Yeah, and they would look at maybe the ingredients and know yeah. if it's if there's things in that that they would generally like. Yeah. And if it was things that oh no, I've tasted that before and I yeah. really didn't like it. And they'll talk about the quality yeah. of the place and like, like. Like, they're, they're at that point, I suppose, where they can even understand what's in it and whether it's, like, processed or whether it's good food or bad food or... Like, I actually bought a bacon roll at a, a restaurant the other day and, it, well, a cafe, and it was horrendous, you know? It was, like, a stale roll that they had toasted and it was, like, the bacon came out of the fridge already cooked. Yeah. And then they put in another thing, they, like, heat it up again and they were using microwaves and Ashley was just like, oh, this is, like, horrible. You know, like, she understands real food and the quality. Like, she's learning all the time, every experience yeah. that she has. And I think, for me, that's what unschooling is, is that living life as if school doesn't exist, but not to the point that you don't know that it's there. Yeah. We know what school is and why it's there and... Like, and that if you want to go there, you can. You can use it for the facilities that it provides. Yeah. But does it provide a rich, full life for most people? No. It's actually can cause people lots of detrimental issues. Yeah, Why would kind of you keep your the kids there if yeah. they're not happy? Yeah, that leads us to how many people ask you when you say you unschool your kid, but how are they going to be socialised? Right. How, I mean, you must have over the years had people asking you, but if they don't go to school, how do they socialise? Are they wildlings? Do you know what I mean? I've had I used to introduce my kids as, here's my feral children, but we'd yeah. have a bit of banter about it, yeah. you know? It's like, I guess and to some people they are. My kids are very opinionated and they weren't fearful of adults. They would walk into adult company and they would tell like, the adults exactly what they think, just like an adult yeah. would tell them what they think. And adults would say things along the lines of, you're your child, you shouldn't have that opinion. And my kids would be like, but why? You know, why shouldn't I have an opinion just because yeah. I'm a child? You're, you're telling me what you feel, why can't I tell you what I feel? 
Yeah. You know, there isn't a difference just because... So that's the hardest part, bringing up a very open-minded, free-spirited or highly-spirited child, whatever way you want to look at it. Because a lot of people in society who have been schooled and... Um, yeah, so you have people questioning your, your children kids, yeah. and call them words like bold or... But not in a nice way. Being bold well, I don't think is a bad would... thing. But I, I have had the word bold used against me. Like, if you're willing to open up and say how you really feel and it's going against the grain of the room you're in then you're bold and speaking out of turn and yep. I'm like well no just because I don't agree with what you're saying doesn't make me wrong I love that my kids are free thinking and can speak what they feel and you know I'd be out and about with Bryden and we'd be standing in a charity shop and Bryden would make comments openly he had no fear of like what other people would say like parents, parents would be like to him, you're a cheeky boy yeah and, yeah. and my kids would say no I'm not I'm just sharing what I think you know he would say things like a parent would say they would grab a child's hand and say stop touching that that's a baby's toy and Bryden would say that's absolutely disgusting imagine saying a toy is for a baby when the child clearly wants to play with it you know, Bryden would like express his d- disgust that a parent yeah. thinks it's okay to lift their hands to another child or to like shout at them because um, that they disagree with their choice. Yeah. You know, like a toy is a toy. It doesn't matter whether it's a baby toy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, like if it's designed for a baby, I play with baby toys. I'm 38, nearly. Yeah. It's interesting if you're just sitting there and you see... Everything is an object to be explored and and what someone's learning from that. And this is where, again, like, like for me, unschooling is natural learning. Living without school and learning and everyday life experience, not with a... Like, with no agenda, do you know what I mean? Like, when, when presented with something, there has never been an agenda. Like, I've never had a hidden agenda of what my kids will learn from that. You know, when I presented them with a new object or a new experience or I was taking them out for the day into go and meet 20 new families, I didn't have any expectations what would come from that day. And there was so much to learn from that human experience. You know what I mean? My kids were learning all sorts of shit out and about every day, doing yeah. stuff, meeting new people. Like, the human behaviour and the... The social interaction that my kids have had, I would say, has massively made them really emotionally intuitive and understanding of different types of people. Because, like, obviously in home ed groups and stuff like that, you've got a massive range of different people from people who lived in... Do you not think humans are social creatures by nature? Yeah, that's what I mean. So when you take your kids to the shops and they're speaking to the person in the shop and interacting with the person in the shop... Yeah, well, do you think it's natural to put... Like, at what point in life, apart from school, do you socialise with 30 people all going through the same thing in the sense not not that they are going through the same thing but a little bit they are if you know what I mean (coughs) like on an emotional level you know like it's not natural that's why kids like in nurseries and stuff start clawing each other's eyes out and stuff and hitting each other and grabbing toys off each other because there's nobody there to sort of guide them in a more positive way it's just that they're just there whereas you can help them not force sharing that people do these days but like you can be the example when you're out and about in society like I didn't need to say to my kids say please say thanks 
I just say thanks and please. Yeah. And sometimes they would say it and sometimes they didn't. I didn't ever expect them... I'd never demanded of them to behave a certain way. But obviously, if there were certain new situations that would arise that wasn't cool, like I've, people who know me I'll know that I quite often say that's cool or that's not cool. And I've always said that with my kids, like kept language really simple, that that's not cool. And if it's really not cool, then it's that's not fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Especially now that they're teenagers, then I can... It is something I have adopted with my kids, I've stolen your little thing. And instead of me getting angry and agitated with behaviour that I would deem to be wrong and out of order, I'll, be, I'll just be like... Leah, that's just not cool. Well, kids can relate to the word cool. And I I, I picked up on that really quickly in my parenting that nowadays everything's either cool or it's not cool. Everyone's like, oh, that's cool. No, that's not cool. And it's like, well, simplify your language when it comes to kids. Like when it comes to my kids, instead of having a big screaming match about putting their shoes on when we left every day to go out, I would say I'd put their shoes down at their feet or and say shoes. And if that didn't work, then and they were distracted or they were not dealing with it, I'd pick the shoes up in their jackets and we'd go and I'd be like, I'll see you at the car. And the kids would follow me. I wouldn't yeah. stand demanding and screaming and have all these expectations of my kids when they're in their own little worlds. Do you know what I mean? They're so pure and that, like, like um, their wee imaginations are like all over the place. I remember and that's having like, many battles with my kids over the years, forcing them to put socks and shoes on their feet and my kids never wore socks and shoes till they were about 10 like seriously even in the winter like jumping on trampolines in the snow and, and now they the love shoes with that though is you had a car to take them places in. yeah we did we didn't have a car so we would have to walk to bus stops or walk to where yeah. they were going and my kids would like still that. do that too though we got on buses and trains a lot just with no socks and shoes on and yeah i'd have them with me for when they wanted them because then they would choose to put them on and off as they yeah. please. And it was like a natural thing and like they wanted to or like I would never force them to wear a jacket or a hat or it was always, it's in the bag, it's there if you need it. Yeah, you would have it all provided yeah. for them. And then when they felt the cold, they would... to know yeah. how their body felt. Yeah. And when we were out and about actually, like in parks and in society, obviously, there would be a lot of like pointing the fingers and like... Like, my kids would get into, like, debates with adults at parks and because adults would say stuff that, what they believe, oh, that's not okay. Or, I, I've certainly judged you know, in that, like, you've seen... They're going to end up sick or and my um, kids would be like, that's not true, I don't get sick. Why are you saying that? It's actually really good for you. I've Have you ever done your research? you know, along like, the street with a big, like woolly jacket on, hats on and everything and their kid walking beside them with just a cardigan on and thought... That's not cool. That doesn't look good. Yeah, that bearing's like, freezing. You're totally covered up in your kit, but they don't have a bag in. They blatantly don't have yeah. the provision for the. But child. the chances are, it's like that, like like adults are one. Quite often, they can be leading fairly unhealthy lifestyles. They might have been a smoker or drunk alcohol. Like they've so not they got natural regulation. More. Like kids are like so healthy and natural, and like they their body regulates really quickly. <coughs> Yeah, they haven't been damaged by all the bad habits that we've done in the yeah, life. Yeah, exactly. So, but so we assume. Like, how many times do you hear people say, "Oh, you'll be freezing," or "You're going to catch your death of cold," or like they never ask the kids about how they're feeling. 
You know what I mean? It's never like, how do you feel about it? What would you like me to do? Or Aye, you don't look at a six-year-old yeah. and say, are you cold, darling? Or... But nowadays they think kids have got a choice because they'll go, do you want the blue cup or the pink cup? Do you know what I mean? They'll be like, you've got a choice. Like, they're presented right. with things through choice. It's like, right, you've got this or this. It's not, what would you like to do? Yeah. Go but and pick yourself a cup. But kids can't, like, surely it's... kids can't make that decision without having a choice like that, though. How no? Well, how can they? Well, because why can't they just, like, naturally they just know what they want? they just and not know and maybe choose not to have a drink? Well, then maybe they'll but just surely, choose not to have a drink. the parent knows better that the kid's not had a drink today, that they need a drink. No, not at all. Well, do you know what I used to do when, like, if my kids were, like... Like, when Bryden was sitting in front of his laptop when he was, like, maybe seven or eight or whatever, like, I would put, like, a drink down beside him and a bowl of fruit and, like, I'd provide him with snacks and, like, bring his attention to the fact that his body will need fuel. And, and then, obviously, there was times where he'd be like, but I'm not that hungry because I'm not moving my body and, you know what I mean? So he started to know that, like, on the days that when he is on the computer and he's not running around and not doing things that he knew that his body didn't need as much fuel as it would as if he was like out and about at the park or yeah because some days he would be on his computer for like all day but obviously he would stop and stretch and eat with us and do different things but then other days we would be from morning till half ten at night out in nature because we could we didn't have to be back because we had school in the morning we didn't have to have any form of routine you know we slept when we were tired we ate when we were hungry and we still do i say where as if like that's past but we still do that you know we don't have like when the kids were younger we went through moments obviously where like they would want to stay up all night on their computers and stuff when they were quite young and it was like well we would stay up quite late as parents anyway say we were up to 12 at night midnight one o'clock in the morning whatever we would let them, we would say to them, right, well, we're going to go to bed at this time. And at that point, we put all the electricity off. Yeah. And they respected that because it was like, we were explaining to them, I mean, they they, they were up to like, how many kids, young kids can be up to that time of night? It was really late. You know, we would all go to bed together, switch it off for safety reasons. Do you know what I mean? No, yeah. Like, there's nothing worse than going into your kid's bedroom they've got wires around their neck and their laptop's blaring and you know what I mean it's not a healthy habit and these are the habits that kids get into if you don't yeah. allow them if freedom and encouragement to be to... on an Xbox 24-7 then yeah. they're going to choose to do that but when you've got a kid at school Kellyanne, who has got extremely limited time to have their complete and utter freedom then you're going to eat unhealthy binge in unhealthy ways. Yeah. So I can see why kids, to try and control a kid that has limited amount of time like that is it's just such a danger. To me, I think it's the biggest problem of today's world with mental health problems of kids is the fact that every point of their day is so micromanaged. Both parents are out working. They've not got time. Most people connect, communicate with their kids through phones nowadays. They'll text them or email them because mum's working and dad's working and, oh, there's food in the fridge and, oh, get yourself a takeaway. And that is how people are living their lives nowadays. There is absolutely no doubt about it. There's no denying that. And people don't even realise that... Once the kids get to teenage years, maybe, but 
No, but even when they're younger, they're, they're going... Really? Well, they go to nurseries till six o'clock at night. Yeah, but they're not texting the kid and telling it to get its own food when it's no, no, when No, no, when they're four, because they're at nurseries, that's what I mean. That. But they'll go to nurseries from, some, in some cases, seven in the morning till six till o'clock six. at night. Yeah. So, how is that? Like, that's okay if that's what you choose. But, personally, knowing that I had an option through questioning and opening my that phone's just going to keep slipping isn't it (laughs) I keep picking it up um like it was really important for me to ask those questions back and that's what I was saying that I was like really in tune with my kids and what felt right and I remember just like I'm quite a curious person so I've always asked questions I think that annoyed people when I was a kid as well, because I would always ask questions. I was, I wanted yeah. to learn all the time. Like I was like, but why, why, why? You know, and that's how we learn, isn't it? I think we do get annoyed with people questioning us all the time. What is a parent? When your kids question yeah, you, like, or if you're busy and you think, oh, I need to get dinner ready or lunch ready for 12 and then I need to have dinner ready for 5 and we need to be at the doctor for 3 and we need to be at school for 9 everything it's all these diff- yeah, yeah. so if your kids wanting to ask you questions you're like holy fuck I need to listen to him again and I can't I just, so you just say listen I'm busy I'm busy yeah. why don't you google it go and look up or ask your dad or ask your granny I don't know <laughs> I don't know the answer to that we'll look it up later instead of just being present in the moment and saying Let's make What's lunch together. <laughs> yeah. Do you know Let's what I mean? Talk like, talk about it. Like mushrooms. Why is the hair got mushroom? Why is the mushrooms got hair on it? Yeah. It's like, what do you mean the mushrooms got hair on it? Yeah, but instead of like just dismissing it, it's like take yeah. it further. Like it's like what? I would never have thought of that as hair. Yeah. But obviously that's, that's how he sees that's it. How yeah. John viewed those bits. Of, yeah. And we did the spores it and, and the... look it up, and it's spores. That's what it's called, isn't it? Like, yeah. But yeah, Why not just learn it with your kid? Yeah, I, that, well, I think I've learnt so much because of the questions yeah. that they've raised and the questions that I suppose I've... I think I've always been a really curious person. I've always, always asked questions, I think. Yeah. Um, and I suppose I encourage my kids to then ask questions. It's the only way to learn, I think. Like, how yeah. do we learn without asking questions? Apart from maybe reading books and... I've never really been into reading books, though. My, my daughter, Ashley, definitely enjoys reading books, but she's not read any for a while, I don't think. She was reading the last one, a poetry book. Oh, no, she was reading her law dictionary the last time. <laughs> Excuse me. How rude. Um, <laughs> celery juice. We were talking about shakes in the last one, and you're burping. I know. Did you not burp in the last one as well? It's a bit of a theme, Kellyanne. <laughs> Did I? Probably. Yeah. At the very end, I think. Um, I farted. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I was but waiting that for just, that, Kellyanne. That just takes us to like an Instagram post we did about farting. Yeah. We were taking some lovely pictures together and I had to lower the tone. Always, Kellyanne. They bring anyway, farting into it every time. Feeling. Don't you think we as parents have the right to have expectations and aspirations for our kids to grow into? a lawyer or a doctor or anything that we want them to be. No. Why not? 
because I think that they're free individual beings that we don't own, so why should we try and manipulate them into being something that we think they should be? But why is that a manipulation? That's that's a good thing, surely? No. It's not a good thing. It's not a good thing that we try and... Like, to me, I think as a parent, the only expectation we should have of ourselves as a parent to help with our kids is to make sure that they're happy, content, understanding, getting the answers that they need for in life, that they should, that their 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 questions should be answered. You know, in the like, same token, making them aware that they do have to earn money because we have, we live in a monetized world, so we have to earn a living somehow. Yeah, but they see that by examples around them. You know, like um, most people will know me as the fact that I have not been out earning money all the time that I was bringing the kids up, that I have been on benefits for a long, long time. Um, Not anymore, but most of bringing up my kids. So it was really important for me to talk about our situation and talk about the fact of the choices that we have made along with sort of obviously the needs of Alan having to be at home due to his back and stuff and like like seeing other examples I mean other families round about us they knew like you can't you know we're not living in a bubble so they could see yeah. the different people and the things round about us and the different jobs and of course being part of the home ed community as well the kids seen a lot of like people with alternative jobs I suppose people working from home yoga teachers or holistic therapy people they also we, we know doctors um lawyers like people from all walks of life um so unless you're not talking about life round about you then kids will learn you don't need to instill that drive in them to be something that they that might not make them internally happy but provide them with a better income so to speak yeah i just think that money shouldn't be the motivation that passion should be yeah. So I've always facilitated my kids' passions. Like, Ashie's been singing since she was born, pretty much. Yeah. So I've always encouraged her and sung with her. And, like, when she was, like, seven years old, she seen a music competition thing in the paper. Or was it in the paper? I don't know. I can't even remember, actually. Some media. <laughs> Some media or another. She's seen that um, there was a show called Britain Does Variety. And right. it was, like, in our local town. She was like, I really want to go there. And I was like, but you do know that these places are full of competition and that you haven't practised and people that are going along there are going with this view of I'm going to win and like explain to her what this thing was all about. And she was like, yeah, and I'm going to win too. And I was just like, but you haven't practised. She was like, but I can sing. And I was like, yeah, you can. I was like, so do you want to do it? And she was like, yeah, let's do it. So I enrolled her and we went along and she got up in front of these guys and she went out and got a wee cool outfit and a wee hat and all <laughs> that and she went and stood in front of them and sung Adele, Something Like You, I think it was, when she was like, like is it Someone Like You? When she was like seven and they were like blown away, they were just like, wow, that's so cool and yeah. um, they put her through to the regional final and she stood up in front of like four, three, four hundred people and sung a Journey song, um, not Don't Stop Believing, it was... A different one. <laughs> yeah, something about a circus. Um, I can't believe I don't know the name of it, but anyway, it was her dad's favourite song at the time. So she got up and sung that and she didn't win the final, but she had a great time and... Yeah, she participated. She, yeah, she and took... was she devastated when she didn't win? Not at all, no. 
she was totally fine. She was happy and enjoyed the experience. And, and did you speak to her about that? Or did she, do you think she knew before that? that no, she went away with the view. It doesn't matter if I win or not. I'm just here to take part and I want to do but it. I and do want to win, but it doesn't matter if I don't. Yeah, I don't yeah. think the winning was a drive for her. And I think even at that age, she sort of understood once I explained to her because she'd obviously watched things on TV like X Factor and... So she knew that these were popularity competitions and not yeah. talent competitions, yeah. do you know what I mean? Um, and she knew that it was all about the stories and these kind of, like, even from a young age, she was always into, like, kind of music and... Um, and even now I facilitate that by taking her to the studio. She's got four songs that she's wrote and... Like, she can... She can write, Kellyanne. <laughs> My girl really? can write. So did you sit down with them when they were, like, primary one age? and teach them phonetics and how to write and no. read? No, I, I just not? answered their questions. I, like, we spoke about words on an everyday basis, just in everyday life. We read words wherever we went. We spoke about the sounds of letters in a way that it made sense to us, not any kind of system or... Um, we chat about it in the car or sitting at the side of a verge of the road or... Yeah. up a tree or whatever we were doing there was words Even the world is full of words so at the beach where you would maybe write their names in the i would have all that yeah you yeah. would learn that way not sitting at a desk with a pen and paper until they had to write yeah. their name but, over the, but even over. now they don't write with pen and paper because they don't want to they can do it yeah. but they choose not to because it makes no sense to them in you life don't have to yeah there's nothing that they feel the need to when they were little they used to write shopping lists and write little stories and Ashley would write like lots like she would use like do you know you get like workbooks like what you've got for the boys um they would do things like that and they see them as like just like little challenges and puzzle books and they didn't yeah. see it that they were like as some any form of schooling or they just seen it as oh that looks fun let's try that and like work things out and yeah um we'd play Scrabble and loads of games actually they like you know and definitely from what I've learned this year since you passed the words to me the kids don't legally have to be at school yeah I definitely see a massive difference from my kids being forced into that very unnatural environment of schooling yeah that they are now much more enthusiastic about learning Mm. Do you think you were able to drop the fear of, like, schooling has to be where they learn so you could go back to being a parent, yeah. I suppose, or a friend yeah. to them and, like... I just felt we had to... I think beforehand I felt we had to fit in society and I think the reason that I felt so depressed was because I allowed myself to live in the mindset of lack and that there was nothing I could do about the shit situations that I was in. Yeah. When in reality, I can choose to focus on the positive things in my life mm. rather than the shit. And I can see why society gets to a point of depression and lack because consumerism and media tells us we need more, we need to look like this, we need to have a house, we need to have a car, we need to have a brilliant education, we need to have a massive fluctuating yeah. career we need to earn we need to have like thousands of pounds in the bank so that we can go to Spain 
four times Disneyland. a year. Or Dis- <laughs> I, I still want to go to Disney. I'm not, yeah, no, not going to give that dream there, up. There's no limits. Like, <laughs> but there's no limits to what we could do. I'm not saying that it's wrong. Money shouldn't be able to, like... Yeah. Like money is money. The money lack of money mindset is limiting. Yeah, I mean, like it's okay if you have a great career. It's okay if you have thousands of pounds in the bank. It's okay if you go to Spain four times a year and that's what you choose to do and you're happy a with your day to day life. But it's a choice. It's like we don't all have to aspire to that. Yeah, we don't all have to fit that box. There's so many people that live different lifestyles and different choices, yes. and but. People pre- are quite close to and facilitate everything that my children need and want. Yeah, maybe not everything because my kids won't. No, but you don't limit. You don't say yeah, right. No you can't have it. it. It's like let's manifest like that John, shit. <laughs> John, yeah, John wants a Nintendo Switch. Yeah, and I don't have a few hundred pound at the right top now. of a hat right now to get it. But we're working towards it. Yeah, he can have and it, And any course. money that John earns, like, we're doing little chores or his gran or that anyone gives him little bits of pocket money and stuff, then we're, we've got a savings book and we talk about it and he writes it in himself so he knows how much money he's got in his little savings. Yeah. And then if he chooses one day to say, oh, can I have a pound because I want to go to the shop to buy a sweetie or a packet of crisps because I used to provide my kids with a lot of rubbish food. Yeah. Like, multi-packs of crisps were available every day. So now you just buy them when they want them rather than... So now I'll maybe buy one packet of biscuits with the shopping and I don't buy multi-packs of crisps every week. But if I do, I'll say there's one multi-pack of crisps there. There's so many of us... So maybe there's like two packets of crisps each, but I'm not. So they're learning to divide and do mathematics, Kellyanne. If you choose to go and steal that multi pack behind my back when I'm cooking dinner and eat it all in your room in secret, then no one else will have crisps and you will have no more crisps for the rest of the week. As well as the fact you're going to do damage to your body by putting non healthy foods into it. Yeah. So we're talking about it. And explaining it, I'm not then... I used to get angry if they stole that sort of thing and overate, yeah. even though I would be doing it. Yeah. They could see Do you think it, it got, they stole it because it was limited, like what we were talking earlier? Even though you, you gave them lots, it was were available, you in control but yeah, of... I was saying you can have one packet of crisps. Right. You can... Rather than it being yeah. a divided amount for everyone. Yeah. So now they know they have the option to eat... If they've got four packets of crisps to last them a week or a fortnight, they know that if they eat that all at once, then they'll have no more. Yeah. But obviously they have their own money. But there's more freedom within that choice. And I don't tell them not to spend their money on sweets and crisps, but what I say is, remember you want a Nintendo Switch and it costs this much money. Mum's going to help you earn the money to buy it. Yeah. But I don't have it yet. Yeah. So you need to think, is that sweet imp- more important? Because there's like a kitchen full of fruit and vegetables and sandwiches I'm looking and at anything. the clock, sorry, I'm Yeah, still we're listening. coming to the end, that's yeah. fine. I'm not going into a tangent here, I'm just... No, no. Um, I, I didn't accuse you of, Kellyanne. No, I'm, ju- I'm just saying, I'm aware that we're coming to the end of the Do some clock it's, watching. It's just like, yeah, they can buy whatever they want with their money, Yeah. but I just remind them, this is what you want. There is food there. You don't physically need crisps and sweets. No, but it just becomes a bad habit, doesn't it? Yeah, 
But yeah. it's an addiction. A sugar addiction is another bad thing that our society has evolved yeah. to and totally I eat far too much sugar. To. I do too. And maybe that's something we can talk about in another podcast about sugar consumption and plant-based eating and... Drink celery, man. Epstein-Barr <laughs> syndrome <laughs> or virus or whatever it is. Uh, EBV, yeah. That music's really nice, see. I'm loving the music and I can't promote... I'm g- I, I, keep, can't, I keep drifting off into the music. I can't pronounce the guy's name, but I'm sure it was Ben the Naked Professor that once told me. Is it Luciano or something? It's funny because I've seen it everywhere since you sent it to me. Like I sent it to you after being told by somebody yeah. else. I went into someone's house yeah. recently and they had it like on the piano. They'd been playing it and I really? was just like, that's so cool. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, I feel like it's kind of talking to me. But I think if we always, for me, changing my mindset, I still even three months down the line sometimes forget to meditate and bring myself into the present moment. But I definitely cope better with life if I do. I fell asleep meditating last night. That was I nice. was snoring. I kept waking <laughs> myself up because my chest and nose is still not fully clear yet. And I'll Look. do a snore. And it wakes me up. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think I. Yeah. I don't know, like if I've woke up with snoring, but I do sometimes get that feeling where you're drifting off, and it's sort of like you get that. It's like you're going into a deeper sleep, and you you wake yourself up. Yeah. But yeah. So so I'd like to ask is to for me. feedback. If anyone's listening to this, if you could message us, or I don't know, just I'm not going to be offended if you disagree with what we're saying. But I'd like to start getting a bit more feedback from people who are listening. I mean, you don't have to if you don't want to, but it like would to be to have nice. a discussion. We could chat about it. Maybe we could do some Instagram lives um, and talk, answer questions. Because we Scottish moles like to talk, eh? <laughs> um, <laughs> don't we, Kelly? Aye, we like to have a chat. And when we do Instagram lives... It's not a structured event. It's literally we're just chatting as if we were chatting in our living room. It's funny, I don't do structured, but yet I fit nicely into society in a way that I want to, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, I don't... I don't follow someone else's structure. I really ebb and flow with life. and I've always done that, you know, Everyone's like... Everyone's allowed to do whatever yeah. they want in life, as long but as you're my not own, causing harm. Yeah, that's my number one rule in life. Be kind. Yeah. Don't 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 hurt another. There's a, I think you can do and and don't take away anyone else's freedom. When your freedom starts to infringe on someone else's freedom, then question it. Yeah. If you're allowed, if you want to do something and you're complying with all the laws of the land. The laws of the land to me is don't hurt another. That's it. Yeah. And love no the harm. planet. Be kind yeah. Be to kind. the planet. Be conscious. Think about what you're doing. Yeah. How does it impact other just people, not just yourself? Just walk around yeah. bashing past everybody yeah. to get to where you want to be. Have a good day, guys. Yeah. Have a nice time. Yeah. Whatever you're doing. Make it a good one. Have some love and posit- positive vibes. Yeah. For the Scottish moors. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah. And we'll see you again soon. Right. Namaste. Namaste.